Where are all the good men? Part two, a woman's perspective. Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're going to do a continuation of last week's episode, Where Are All the Good Men? We will give a definition of what is a good man. We will talk about how the four pillars of manhood play a role in becoming a good man. Are women emotionally ready for what they want? And lastly, we'll give some signs of when a woman does have a good man with our very special guest, Ellen Surd author interview so sit back relax and enjoy as we delve deep into this issue welcome back to the 313 men money and marriage podcast and as we did say in the intro we're just going to be doing a part two to the episode we did last week and one of the reasons why we're doing a part two to this is because the listenership of that particular episode last week exploded. When I say exploded in a sense for our humble podcast here, we've got twice as many listeners in the first seven days on that episode as we did, uh, you know, over our, over of our average. So we do it. We, we outperform the average by twice as much. So we're going to do it from a female's perspective. And so we're bringing back a special guest, that we had on before. So everyone give it up for Mrs. Ellen Sutter. Good morning, Ellen. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. And thank you so much for having me back. This is uh, quite an honor. And I am uh, want to do my disclosure that I, I speak in general of women and I'm not speaking for totality or all. Thank you. Well, we we here speak in generalities because we can't, you know, speak for all women. And there's always exceptions to rules. So we don't sit back and say that we don't claim to be, quote unquote, experts. We but we just both have a lot of experience and we're, you know, good reader of people. And so we, we put our two cents into this. So that's all we're doing. And people can take it for what it's worth. <laughs> Thank you. That's what. Wonderful. That's why I like talking with you. Uh, perfect. Now, if you are new to the podcast, because we've had quite a few listeners over the past month. And if you are new to the podcast, and Ellen was also on an episode called Dating After Divorce. And that episode also did very well numbers wise. So I decided to bring her back and I've been on her her th- podcast before that she does. And Ellen, can you just uh, tell the audience, you know, how you do the, the author interviewer type thing what you do? Sure. Thanks for asking. Uh, we interview the author's book, not them. We talk about their characters. We talk about um, what brought them to this book. Why did they write this book? What was the setting? So we like to go that route so that the, the writer and their listener readership would, would give them that experience that the author themselves had envisioned. Okay, great. Now, you did one last night. Is, is that correct? Yes, I did one last night, and that was more of our fatherhood, father wound. And so each uh, year we try to uh, take some fathers and 
we got the whole calendar where it's just the all male cast and there's uh, older guys as well as there's some younger guys. And so I wanted to have that age gap or age uh, difference. So that's what we were doing there. And it was a, a great show. Thank you for being there. Uh, absolutely. Well, and we're going to get right into it. And me and you had spoken on this same topic yesterday, and uh, we're going to talk about it here today. And the question, well, the first I'm going to start off with a definition of what is a good band. And you, I think you used this definition yourself. It was the, the Socrates definition, I guess it is. Yes. Yes. A man who always considers his actions and acts in a good and just manner. He holds himself accountable and takes responsibility for his actions. Now, I can't speak for all men, and I don't know, you know, some men do this, some men don't. But the question I'm going to ask you pertaining to, you know, that definition is, do you think there is a shortage of good men who have, based on that definition, I guess here, that display those types of traits? Do you think there's a shortage of them? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's a shortage of good men. I think it's a matter of the woman knowing what she wants and being realistic about being intentional. So having having realistic expectations and, you know, as they say, dating with intention, is that, you know, yeah. that's what you're getting at? Yes. Okay. Because that's, that's something that, I think a lot of times when we go into relationships, sometimes we we might like somebody and if we're not 100 percent sure how they feel about us, we'll we'll change up our boundaries a little bit. We'll you know something that we normally would do in a relationship because we like that person. We might change it and do something different. And so that's that's dating without intention. That's sort of just doing it just to see what happens. That's so true. And, and if I can just add a little bit more, uh, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that we as women, we are emotional creatures. And so sometimes when we go into another relationship, we go into that relationship expecting or with great expectations. And we talked, you and I talked about this, of the things that she's not going to do anymore. And now she's covering herself because of those emotional scars that she is asking for a higher uh, expectation in the other person that she did not cover in the other one. And so she's looking uh, for this man to supersede that. And it's unrealistic, but that's what she's looking based on that man, whether he's good or not based on those higher expectations. Right. And we did talk about this before and we were just saying that it's sort of a, tricky situation because women are doing it more of as a protection type thing. So they're saying, well, if I have these new standards in place, I, I can't get hurt. Well, I, it, my, it lessens the, the chances of me getting hurt if I hold the next person accountable. But the risk of it is, is that the standard gets too insurmountable for even a quote unquote good men to meet. So that's, that's the risk that they take when they do that. And, you know, it, it, the, the outcome might not be, what it is that they want. Now, the, I just want to go over a couple of uh, things here, uh, statistic wise, and I just want to get your input on it. You know, on the last episode, when we were talking about this, we were talking about the ratio of college educated women on campuses versus men, and the number is about 60 40. So 60% of women 
on college campuses getting a degree versus 40% of men. So there's, you know, more, uh, more women than men. But numbers wise, if we look at between the ages of 22 to 29, 5.5 million women between that age have a college degree versus 4.1 million men who don't, who have a college degree. So there's about a 1.4 million difference in that age group. And the reason why they picked that age group is because the average age for a woman getting married today is about 26, 27. And the average age for a man is about 29. Now, as a woman, the, the, the question I want to ask you is how important is it? It's an economics question here. How important do you, do you think it is for the, the guy to be making, I guess, at least on par to what the woman is making if they want to be in a long-term relationship or marriage? Is, is, it, is it a deal breaker or is it, is, is it something that can be worked out? Or what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> that is a great question. And, and the best way for me to answer that, Andrew, is I have to look at the uh, generation or the, you know, like I'm, I'm 60 and a baby boomer. We would work with that. We would work with a man in an okay area and we'll say, okay, during the duration of the time that we get together, uh, things will get better and, and, and he could be upgraded. Whereas we're looking at this, this millennial type, they want them to be in, and it could be a deal breaker because they want them to make as much or equal or, you know, where do they fit in if they don't have that? Right. So that, well, I guess back, back when, I guess, you know, like we mentioned before, you know, say 40, 50 years ago, you know, the marriage was more out of, you know, some, some women, not all, but some, you know, married out of need just simply because they lacked resources or, you know, they, they were struggling a little bit or, you know, whatever the case may be. And they married a guy because he could, you know, provide them with their, their needs. But if women are working now and they can sort of provide their needs, they're going to probably focus more on their wants, meaning that, hey, I got the needs part covered. Now what I want is a man making good money, six foot tall, and is cute, and looks good. So that creates somewhat of a, a problem, I guess, because there's those men are limited. There's not a whole lot of them. So I think that's where we're running into a little bit of a problem. Now, when we were talking about the economics in today's dating market, is it? do you think the, the this men making more or less than a woman is, do you think this is part of the problem as far as the marriage rate being low or, you know, trying to find these, these types of men? Cause there, there's not a, you know, numbers wise, there's not a whole lot of them that are making a gigantic amount of money. When I, and I'm just saying six figures basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, uh, and you and I had this talk before that, the millennial generation, they're not really looking to get married as of yet. They're doing their careers and stuff like that. So it would probably depend on where the person is because they're looking at performance now. They're looking at how does he perform in everything he do, whether sexually, whether what is he doing? Because like you mentioned a moment ago, they've got the money. 
Yes. It's a matter of if I want to get married or do I want to get married? And I'm hearing a lot of uh, generational or millennial type. They're, they're not looking to get married. They just want to date right now. Right. Well, this is something that I don't know if you're aware of or not, but I had covered it on a previous episode a long time ago. I can't even remember what episode it was because now there's over 70 up there. So I don't even know what there, <laughs> there was one. What it was saying is that with women, they have a, you know, they, they do a, a happiness meter test. And what they did was I, I found this information. I thought it was funny. They say women are at their happiest. You know, generally when they're in their 20s. And they and I guess because they have a lot of choices when it comes to dating and, you know, they, they're, they're having fun and they're getting a lot of attention. And I'm assuming that's what it is. But then they said if they uh, they hit the age of 40 and they are not married, it drops dramatically. And they are starting to look to do some of those things. But in certain situations, it's too late because, mm-hmm. they're, because they're not getting the same level of attention that they got when they were in their 20s. And they focused on things like career and, you know, getting themselves up and running and, you know, getting their jobs and everything and, you know, being able to take care of themselves, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But they were just saying if they were not married by that point and they're in their 40s, that their depression starts to seek in. And what, that, do you, what do you think about that? That is so true, uh, Andrew, because my girls are in their 30s, and I'm hearing uh, in the 30 streets, if you will, mm-hmm. is that they're being, that society is harsher on females who are 30, never been married, don't have kids. So three of my girls, uh, two of my girls don't have kids, and the older one, she was a teen mom. And so what they're getting at is like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you married, you know, at that age? It's like they're somehow going down a slippery slope to to age out or some type of way. That's what society is making them feel. And so they grab hold to this societal construct and they start feeling bad that they are just not married. And these other folks are getting married 18, 19, 20. And it's a slippery slope. So, yes, that is true. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with you know, a woman getting married in their thirties. And as a matter of fact, a lot of women do get married in their thirties. My wife was in her thirties when we got married. So I don't really look at it as a, you know, all that big of a deal. Uh, but I, I think what happens is, um, you know, we, we don't pay much attention to time and we just feel like we have all the time in the world. So you know, a woman might be saying, hey, I got my career, I got my job, I got, you know, everything worked up and everything's lined up. Now I'm ready to get married. But when she comes onto that market at that point, it's not what it was before. And it throws them off a little bit. Like they're surprised that the dating streets, as you use, I'm taking your term, the dating streets aren't as, <laughs> aren't as good as they used to be. It's so true. And I'm hearing too, Andrew, that male and female. They just, they are very afraid of dating because it's not what it's intended to be, number one, and not what it used to be. You know, it's, it's, it's frightening. People yeah. are very frightened, male and female. Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, some men are dropping out of the dating pool themselves as well. Uh, the, 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 what's really weird is that I think if you take that number, I think it's uh, 18 to 30. 
men in that age group, uh, many of them have not. Uh, I want to say the number is more than half have not been in a relationship in the past year. So men between the ages of 18 and 30, it's like a really high number that they have not been in a relationship in over a year. Mm. So There's another there's another twist too, Andrew, about us talking about this age group uh, for the female side of it. What they're getting, and then uh, like my mother-in-law, she'll soon be 80 this year. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening, what's happening is that uh, those that are uh, headed toward 40 and you got the 40 and the 50 year olds, well, the men, that age group is going down. They're going down to younger women. And what's happening is the younger men are looking at the older women. Oh, yes. They, they are looking at them really hard. So it's, it's changing and it's switching that the younger men are going after the older men and the older men are going down. Not that it didn't happen in centuries, but it's more aggressively now that the younger men, I don't know if it's because they want the nurturing, uh, the younger girls may not be settled as, as married time, ready to settle in a house, have babies and, and have a family. I don't know for sure on that. I agree with you on that. You are seeing that a lot more. I talked about the four pillars of manhood on my podcast. It was the very first episode I did. And I was just saying that if women find men who display those character traits, that they're in good shape, basically that's, that's kind of what they should be looking for, especially if they want to be in a long-term relationship or marriage. And just to uh, review what they are, I said they were maturity, decisiveness, strength, and consistency. And if you find someone who has those character traits, generally speaking, you should be okay over the long term in the relationship because they're going to make sure things are taken care of in and around the house. They're going to also be a man of their word. If they say they do something, they do it. And, you know, they take care of business in that way. It may not be at the time period that you want them to do it in, but they will eventually get around to it and it will be done. So that's something I think women should be looking for. But we're going to get into the before we get to the 15 different qualities, you know, that make up a good man. Uh, the, it's going to be basically signs that women have a good man. But before we get that, I just want to ask you this one other question. And it is, are women emotionally ready for what they want? So, you know, women, if they, they're ready to settle down and be married, if they were, you know, you know, I guess I'll use the word word having some hot girl summers in their, in their twenties. And then they turn 30 and they realize that they haven't got married and they say, okay, I'm ready to get married. Are they emotionally ready to be in a marriage with one of these types of guys as we based upon the definition we used at the start of the podcast? Do you think they would even be ready for a relationship like that? Andrew? No, absolutely not. Because they are wanting to get, but they're not wanting to be. They're not wanting to be married, but they're wanting to get married. And when I say be married, it's to be in that marriage and be married. They just want it. It looks good. You're going down the aisle. You got your extravagant clothes on. You pay millions of dollars for this wedding. That's what they want. But to be, no. They're not ready. They're not emotionally ready. They don't have, I'm not saying they don't have what it takes, but there is some preparation. You got to prepare yourself set aside time with yourself, prepare yourself for getting married. There's not a lot of preparation. It's just wanting to be, you know, that's a good, that's, that's a good point. Get married. 
not to be. That's a that's a, a really good point because there are situations where we we think we can turn off and on our emotions and feelings, you know, and we just say, okay, now I'm ready to be married. I can be a good wife type thing. But we we look at it. I think part of the problem is is that just because you're ready now doesn't mean that the men are going to be, you know, going crazy, knocking down, the, knocking down the door to marry you per se. And so you might be picking, you know, picking someone just because, you know, you're saying, oh, um, I'm a woman, I'm 31, 32, I got to find somebody here, you know, and I'm looking, you know, and you may not pick well, you know, may not do a good job of actually picking who it is that you want. You know, we remember, I, I think we've used this term before, and I think you've, you've said it before, the, the microwave man. Where, you know, you want the guy that just, you know, checks off all the boxes that you, you're looking for, whether it be height, looks, and all of that, you know, the, the, the stuff that you, you might want. And if you don't find that, you say, well, I'm not going to settle. Why, why is, when, when did this I'm not going to settle thing become such a big deal? Because, like, I mean, I'm like, my my question to that is just like, well, what is the guy getting? Is he settling for you too, or what's what's going on here? Who's who's doing the settling? They're not thinking about that, but yeah, they're not ready. And like you say, here's the the best way I can um, answer that question, especially coming from a, a perspective of being married, being with my husband uh, thirty five years, and being married thirty one years. What they're looking for in general, like I said, like we said before the beginning of the show, is they think that this guy is going to be this, help them to be this princess patty and just just wave this fan on them and just open the door and just all of this is going to be catering. But what they don't know is that when you're dating this guy, he is wooing you and coming after you. And when you get married, you're more going after your husband because you're trying to please him. You're trying to make things right so that you continue to be together. So that's where your work become, begins is when you become a wife because there's some management, I mean, some, some uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Some maintenance, that's the thing to do. Oh, yeah. So when you're, when you're married, there's some maintenance things that have to happen quite often. You and, know, that's, that's good. That's a good point you said. Continue, though. Uh, yeah, there's some maintenance things that have to happen quite often. And, and here's another, uh, I'll end with this too. A girlfriend, when you're dating, let's say you live together and the man goes off to work. Well, he's in his car and he's getting ready to leave. But then he comes back to the door and the girlfriend is like, what do you need? What, what are you here for? Example number one. Here's another thing. Here's a wife this time. The husband comes to the door. He's coming back because she knows he forgot his watch. Mm-hmm. He forgot his wallet. He forgot his uh, badge. And he's looking for a certain type of sock or he knows what he needs. And she gives it to him at the door and he goes on off. So that's what a wife does. You got to look at this different picture. And that's what I'll leave you with. All right. That's a good point. Ellen, I just want to ask when you, you know, you said, you you know, you've been married over 30 years now. And a lot of people, what I always say, and I've said this on the podcast in the past, but you know, when we get married and we walk down that aisle and that woman gets treated like a princess and the guy gets, you know, some favor through it as well. And then we, have the wedding and the reception and we go on a honeymoon, you know, it's almost like we're having dessert before we actually ate the meal because the meal, the meal is after the honeymoon is over. You actually now are married and have to do the work. 
And yeah. sometimes I really, I, it sounds so silly and it sounds crazy, but sometimes I wish we had to be married first for about a year before we could have the wedding. So that way people would know exactly <laughs> what it is that they're getting into. But you know what, uh, Andrew, in, in biblical times, just a little glimpse and backdrop, it's like they were betrothed, which means it was similar to a hardcore wedding. Mm. And these things, like if you saw, you saw Mary, where they thought, you know, when she got pregnant and they thought that she had cheated, he consoled her because that was pretty much like a wedding, but they hadn't had a ceremony or anything like that. It was looked upon just like that. So that would be a glimpse of exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Cause I, 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 I always say that and I, people look at me like I'm crazy when I mention that. Well, Ellen, we're going to have a little bit of fun before we close out the podcast. All right. You ready for this? I am ready. Okay. I want you to, there's 15 of these things, but I don't expect you to name all 15. But can okay. you give me, since you've been married for over three decades, signs a woman has a good man? There's 15 of them. Can you tell me what you think some of them are? Signs that a woman has a good man. Mm, you put me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Yes, and a slow burner as well. So signs, 15 signs that you have a good man? Yes. And mine might be totally off. The one, and I'm going to think from my perspective, okay, and what yes. I've gone. Okay, so number one, the man knows exactly what you need. Example, if she's missing salt in her house, you don't have to ask her what she needs. She say, oh, baby, I'm going to the store. I'm going to bring some salt home. Okay. So, he knows exactly what she's missing and what's going on. He knows her. Okay. That's one. Okay. Can you come up with a few uh, more? Uh, here's a uh, thing. More so than uh, opening opening up doors. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. So my husband, when we go to events or whatever, and he'll open up the door. But here's a good sign to me. Even if he don't open that door, he knows he loves her. Yes. Okay. In action. That's all I can think of. I, ooh. Know, this, 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 you got 13 more. No, I'm just messing with you. I'm going to go over some of them. What you actually said, you got, you answered two of them correctly. You really? Got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go over them. And it just simply <laughs> says, um, the first one is, he is kind, and it just says he's compassionate and understanding, and that's that's the first one that's listed. And it just means, you know, when you were talking about holding up the door and different things like that. And the other one says that you mentioned was, you know, about uh, what you first said, and it is he's connected with you emotionally. Yes. Yes. So he's connected with you emotionally. Like you, you were giving an example about your husband forgot something. Well, the same thing. And you goes back to the door and the wife hands it to him. Well, the same thing with the guy. He can tell when something's off with you or you're not feeling yourself. And he's going to ask you questions and things to that effect. That's emotional connection with you. The other one here that it says, he is your number one fan. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it could be career focused or you're doing something, he's going to support you and he's going to, he's going to promote you, you know, to his friends and, you know, people he has contacts with. And that's another one. Now 
Number four, and I think this one is kind of tricky because not all men have the, the dictionary definition of this. It says he understands the meaning of love. Mm. Now, when I say the dictionary definition, men know the dictionary definition, but sometimes display it differently. And it just simply says love. Uh, it just simply says trust, sacrifice, compromise, and compassion. Mm-hmm. So just from my previous experiences, men usually get some of those correct right off the bat, but it's not all, it's not a perfect thing. It's not a straight linear line. It's more of a, you know, zigzags a little bit, you know, but you know, we will sacrifice for our family and we will make compromises and we'll do things like that, but we don't express it verbally. Sometimes we just kind of do it. So it just says a good man, understands this and doesn't just say it. He understands it. Instead, he implements everything that he, that he wants to implement pertaining to the family. And how important is trust to you in a marriage or relationship? Oh, it's very important. Well, that's one of, that's one of the uh, 15. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It just says that, uh, your your good man understands the place of trust in the relationship, basically. So if he he knows that that's important, you know, we always say the terminology here on the show. We've mentioned it before. We just say, you know, love is strong, but trust is fragile. So mm-hmm. when when the trust is gone, it's like trying to pick up a plate that fell on the floor and broke and putting it back together. Mm-hmm. You know, it can you can still use it, but it's quite not the same. Now, here's another one. Let me tell you what you think about this. He makes you feel safe. Yes. I was going to ask you is cover you on there. Yes. And that's what I think about being safe because my husband, he covers me. Mm-hmm. He makes sure like I, and I talked to you about this, I believe. He makes sure like if I did something really odd, which I'm always doing. And the kids might say, uh, for example, my son, when he was, two years old. I'm not good at being fashion, but I tried to put him on something. He didn't want it. He told my husband, my husband, his dad, this is crazy. Two years old now. This mom trying to make me put on some crazy clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, in front of my son, he didn't say anything. He, he said, son, okay, you know, just wear it and go. But when the son was out of our presence, he said, baby, you know, that was crazy. You shouldn't even had it. So that's the covering he does. He covered me. And he doesn't let any, even if it's his own children, anyone speak ill will of me, even if it's, you know, even if I did it or not. Not that he covered bad things, but he talks to me and let me know, babe, that was not right. Gotcha. So I would say cover, he covers, that good man will cover you. Excellent. I'm going to just cover three more just for time purposes, but. Sure. Oh. He expresses his feelings clearly, meaning he's an assertive communicator. He'll let you know if you're doing something that he doesn't like, and he'll let you know if he did something that you didn't like, and he'll you know be more apologetic about that. He listens to you. He mm-hmm. listens to you, and he doesn't judge you. That's another one. Uh, it says here he won't abuse you, which I think is a goes without saying. He shouldn't be doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. And... A good man makes you feel beautiful. How important is that? That's very important. Yeah, that's what I I would think that, you know, that's, you know, that validation 
of your your wife or spouse, I think is very, very important. Oh, the last question I have for you, Ellen, is very, very simple one. And it's pertaining to your marriage. And it is simply, when did you know your husband was the one? OMG. We talking about 1988 Valentine's Day. Long story short, I was I was scorned. Mm-hmm. I was I did not put that those emotions on him. And when he said one thing, excuse me, ma'am, would you hold my camera bag? Oh, I was like, Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And he's in the military, so we did a, a bunch of conversation there. So that was beautiful to me. It wasn't you fell from the sky or anything like that. It was just the way that he said that and the way that he just knew that that's him. That's him. I saw him, you know, long story short, I saw him and something in my heart or somewhere said, that's your husband. And I told my my sister, long story short, she said, go to him. I said, no. If it's meant to be, he'll come over here. And he did. And later on, he told me that he saw me at the window before I even came in. His eyes was open to me and my eyes were open to him. Wow. So it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And that's excellent. And usually that's the case. I mean, a lot of times we will pass up on opportunities like that. But I think we make a mistake when we do that. Well, Ellen, I just want to say thank you again for coming on a second time. And uh, like I said, the audience, if you want to listen to Ellen, besides this episode, you'll, she's also on dating after the divorce. And so she can provide some valuable insight for you. We are literally uh, wrapping up with the podcast for this particular episode. But what I will say is that if you have not visited our website, there's always a link in the show notes. Click on that link. You can leave a review. You can leave a voicemail message and you can get on the email list. I will not email you or sell your emails to anyone else or anything like that. Your name, it is just literally giving you information about what the next show is going to be about. And we also have an Instagram page. Um, leaves the, the 313 and something like men, money, marriage. It's all one word. You can go in there and see pictures of, you know, certain th- things that I posted pertaining to the show or just me going out and about and having some fun. So with that being said, we're going to continue to deliver the content on a weekly basis. Every Saturday, a new episode will drop. And we are over 70 episodes in. So whenever we get to 100, we'll have a big party. But we still got a little ways to go for that. But we are going to be, I think this will be episode number 71. I'm not sure exactly, but we're, we're hitting up, getting close to that milestone. And if you like what I'm doing and you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform that you're listening to us on, please feel free to leave that review. It does help me and it helps more people get to see and listen to the show. So with that being said, until we meet again, see ya.